0: And with that, a whopper of a 2022 2023 season comes to an end. This is the Miss Reps podcast. My name is Kanal and I'm here with Adam. How you doing, man?
1: I'm good. It has been a very, I would say, a roller coaster ride of a season some ups, some really huge downs, and really huge ups for yeah. like a multiple amount of teams and stuff. It was crazy, especially getting into the playoffs. And then now with that Super Bowl. Um, the way the super bowl played out. So that's,
0: that's his own thing. But you know, we, uh, we were not privy to the script. The, that was, uh, that was for NFL minds only, but what'd you do for the super bowl? You go out, you have a, you have a super bowl party, anything?
1: No, just had, um, just watched it with the, just watched it with the fiance. Um, we sat down, had some, you know, just had some good food. Just, we didn't order anything, just made some food. And then, um, just watched the game as it, as it played along. And, um, We were both kind of like no that's not this that's not that and it was it was kind of fun it was it was like a it was a bit of a fun um super bowl that was actually her first super bowl she watched technically speaking and then yeah so we got to do that and um just in the comfort of our own crib and yeah no need to go out and get in all that traffic and stuff
0: (laughs) yeah well that's true in dallas too yeah we we over here over here me and my cousins we uh, one of them is a eagles fan and so uh Three of us, we got together, we just watched it, didn't do much, just you know, had some beers, ordered wings, had some pizza. But it was a it was a uh, it was a it was a pretty low key Super Bowl party, but I didn't mind it one bit. Yeah, I mean, as long as we can all
1: just be salty at one team or the other, that's all that matters, right?
0: It, that's the only <laughs> thing with sports is you gotta have an opinion. But uh speaking of opinions, this seems to be like a little bit of a polarizing thing. What do you think of Rihanna's performance at halftime? Um I t- so
1: from how I take it it wasn't i didn't for one for those that didn't know she's pregnant so she had a baby bump wait, wait a,
0: a, a side note that was her like i didn't even like like that was supposed to be like her big reveal that she was pregnant again and it just went like right over me right um, cuz at first
1: <laughs> at first i was saying okay that has to maybe be a baby bump from the previous pregnancy cuz sometimes yeah, to get the baby bump out you know it takes months or even up to a year to fully get uh f- to fully get um you know rid of right but then turns out it's her announcement of her second child which cool you know I, I definitely don't expect you to do a lot for your performance but at the same time um I think it was more of a an average performance it wasn't great it wasn't terrible now it was they're... just an it was a nice decent um performance that got enough good um memes around it in terms of smash for all the smash fans out there <laughs> yeah. um it really good memes out of it but for me personally it was a good like if you were a fan of Rihanna you, and you, you basically got like the best Rihanna medley you can ever get. So, a nice good medley of her songs. How
0: many and platinum albums does Rihanna have? She has like five or six, like some ridiculous. She has like as many as like the Beatles or some crazy like that.
1: I, I haven't, I didn't really look up those accolades for her, but I do know like her music career is pretty successful, even though yeah. she got like her, like you know, her money stolen from her and uh, by her manager yeah. at one point, which is where like, you know, like, bitch, better have my money like that, where that song came from, right? So um, I think the the performance was okay. I think like it was in the middle ground uh, of where performances go, and at the very least, she at least got to show off her like clothing line for yeah. uh, Fifty, because that's what that's pretty much what all the performers and she was wearing for that whole thing. So. I mean, hey,
0: there's like like, a little thing where she like, like uh, in between songs, like someone brought out like a little makeup thing and she was like putting it on her face. And I was like, oh, man, Man, that's uh, an ad right there because she doesn't she she doesn't get paid for. I mean, halftime performers don't get paid at the Super Bowl. So, So, you know, if you get a free ad for Fenty, go for it. But she's already I think she isn't she already a billionaire from Fenty. yeah, Yeah. So. She ain't got nothing to worry about. She's just out there. This is just advertising for her because at the end of the day, she's all good still.
1: Yeah. All Super Bowl halftime performers do not get paid for their and literally they do not get paid for their performances. It's more so that you have millions of people watching this performance (laughs) because it's the Super Bowl. So this is your time to shine and advertise. Or if you have like a new project that your fans, you can put that out
0: there. Shine bright like a diamond. You had an opportunity, dude.
1: Uh, you know i'll let you have the pun this time
0: so you know <laughs> I, was, I thought you're about to say well i guess we should just sign off now <laughs> Sign off. all right
1: uh, thanks for coming out here for at mr s podcast what do you think yeah. of the commercial game this year commercial game was kind of um it was funny like i think like some of my favorite ones like the breaking bad they brought like yeah, all they of brought the, it like, back they, <laughs> they brought it back for like a for um actually my favorite uh snack popcorners i love popcorners uh white cheddar flavor specifically but I thought the, the Super Bowl ads were okay. I don't think yeah, it was, was, like, before. great. It wasn't anything like, oh, my gosh, this one, com- the one commercial. I feel, I feel like they've
0: more. gotten really lazy. Like, they just throw, like, stars into an ad and everybody. And Because I feel like they're, I mean, well, advertisements are engineered to begin with, but... I feel like they're they're leveraging star power instead of wow factor. You know what I mean? Yeah, there were there were a couple that were pretty good. I thought like there was I think it was a GMC EV commercial where they were playing it off like it was like a Viagra commercial or something like that. Yeah, like if you said that that was was for
1: my fiance, I was like I was like you do know they're doing this like a Viagra commercial, right? (laughs) she She didn't get it at first, and she was like, "Wait a minute." Wow, and I was like, "Yeah, that's fun." What do they I thought call it? That was
0: it? A Elect- I thought it was for Ford, or it might have been a Ford. It wasn't just a. It was just some truck company, but it, yeah. they did like an electr. What is it? Ed electrification. Uh, uh, dis- what do you call it?
1: something dysfunction. It was yeah dysfunction where it's just like did you get enough electricity it's like you know I've just been at work all day <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> something like the, that it was the, it was funny
1: it was really fun I love that one too
0: I was telling my cousins too I was like you know back in the day like well back in the day just meaning like a few years ago Doritos commercials always used to slap like they used to always have like two or three and they're always funny and then like right on cue like the very next commercial was the, the one with Jack Harlow and I was like this was pretty funny too where everybody's playing triangle
1: yeah, and Jack Harlow trying to be relevant still in a sense because I have not heard anything from him in the past yeah. good year. <laughs> but um yeah, it's like uh, yeah, Doritos didn't really Doritos had that the triangle, that was a good one, and and how uh, Elton elton was the, yeah he <laughs> yeah. was the one that won it all and he was like playing on an even bigger triangle and stuff like that and then it was just like doritos i was actually confused at what that commercial was for until it was just like doritos yeah. and i was like oh okay
0: gotcha no the, uh, there was another one that was just <clears> like <throat> that too it was a, it was at the beginning of the super bowl where it was a coors light versus miller light and then yeah. it was like psych this is the blue moon commercial <laughs> and
1: i was like wow they all they all got in on this one ad so they basically said hey how about we share the you know, put some
0: money in the on seven all of them. million for thirty seconds. But I think, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I was actually going to look this up, but I, I forgot. I was wondering if they're all under the same parent company. Who? Blue, uh, Midler Light, Coors Light, and Blue Moon. Because if that's the case, then it's all coming out the same pocket at the end of the day. True.
1: I, th- I maybe uh, for all intents and purposes, I thought they were separate, but I could be wrong because that's
0: like saying the Pepsi, the Coca Cola family, oh. and all that stuff. Molson Coors Company or Mol- Molson Coors parent. And they own Blue Moon and all them. Oh, so that's all included. So they just basically did like, hey, look at all of our stuff. (laughs) They actually if anything, they actually got a bang for their buck. They got three companies in one, three of their brands in one.
1: Yeah. So I think like with like the ads, they were okay. I don't think they were like the the best or not. I think a lot of the advertisements, like the ones like with the ones with Ben Stiller, or the Pepsi Pepsi Zero ones, where like Ben Stiller was like do I really actually like this Coke? Like, wow, that's really good. Or was it acting? And then, like, <laughs> I loved all taste. of that because he brought like his favorite like character back. Um, I forgot what uh, movie that Zoolander, was. Zoolander, right? Yeah, Zoolander. He brought his he brought that look back and then some other looks. And then I think Steve yeah. Martin was in on like the other bit with the, the not Pepsi. Wow. It was a Coca-Cola Zero mm-hmm. and um, Coke Zero and uh steve martin was in on it too and i was like oh hey we brought you know brought some of the the other actors in on this one but they were doing a lot of inverting like inverting your expectations on some of those ads like the the electric vehicle one so i i've seen a lot of like inverting but besides that i think the ads were okay the uh
0: the the electric the the viagra commercial was like kind of like a classic super bowl ad where it's just like this whole like thing but, like, the other ones definitely felt like they were just leveraging star power, at least. Because, like, actually, you know, the MVP of, of the Super Bowl commercials, I feel like Serena Williams was, like, in three or four of them. Like, she was, she's gotten out there. And yeah. they were, like, they weren't, like, the... I don't know if they were all under the same uh, brand, like, just multiple different ads or something. I thought two of them are at least different. I don't know about the other I ones. I do but... remember one of them with her in it. And she was
1: doing, like... She was doing golf. Yeah. And she was doing golf in one. And then, like, I was just like, okay, this is pretty cool. But, like in general nothing really like left its
0: impression to where it's like yo you
1: just see that commercial at the super bowl
0: bro like it wasn't it wasn't dude at least that far. W- w- it was last year right where there were just like all these dumb fucking crypto ads <laughs> well it's
1: funny because all those uh, there was like a um, um a stat like a stat or something of like how, how many crypto startups if not crypto funds like came in to like in for like the super bowl and stuff like that and then like there was a commercial where they were talking about like the downfall of FTX and stuff like that. And it actually came true. And I was just like, wow. Oh, are you talking about the one last year with Larry David or different? Yeah. It was the one with Larry David, I think where they were talking about like, you know, he's like, uh, "Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, was, it basically like it, it, it was funny because it actually predicted the downfall of FTX, which was yeah. really fun. I think it was an FTX commercial. For it was Lord an FTX attention.
0: commercial, actually, I think. Yeah, because it's so FTX paid him to to predict their own downfall, I guess. I don't know, basically.
1: And it actually came true, funnily enough. But um, you're not going to see that many because I remember there was another uh, I think it was 2008 or 10 where like several startups, it wasn't crypto, but it was like a lot of startups came in and actually invested. They were talking about like trends and like, who's the main, like who's like been putting, pushing money into the commercials and ads and stuff. So I think this year might be electric vehicles, maybe. Yeah. I don't know what the theme was this year, so I didn't really pay attention. I was just waiting for the game to come back on. We saw the Puppy Bowl. The Puppy Bowl was hilarious. Uh, oh, this dude, year that's around. like a classic.
0: I, I I missed it. We were out picking up food for for our thing, but yeah, on animal. It's on Animal Planet, right?
1: Yeah, Animal Planet is like Puppy Bowl. I think mean, it was Puppy Bowl nineteen, and it was just like uh, some of them was like Josh Allen something. It was like Allen something in one word. I was like, oh wow, they they basically said a Josh Allen right there. I see what yeah. they did there. And they, it was really like I think the final score was like ninety four to like something because it's just like how they score and stuff. Like it was really cool. They even did a double touchdown. I was like oh, this is a double touchdown, a touchdown to both teams because they both held the toy running into the end zone. And I was just cracking. That's up.
0: nineteen years of ingenuity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I remember watching the original Puppy Bowls, not to go too deep into it, because we'll get into that Super Bowl talk, because we got to talk about that holding call for everyone. I know everyone's all in on that holding call, but um, the Puppy Bowl, it's funny, because I remember one Puppy Bowl where, like, they didn't have announcers, they didn't have, like... It was when they were initially starting, it was literally just puppies just playing, mm. just literally playing all the puppies at once were playing, because this year they actually did the whole, like, okay, we're introducing some, and then we're actually talking about some charities, some... uh Actual homes and stuff like that for where dogs go, but yeah, back in the day used to just be like the dogs are playing, and then you just see someone coming out like a penalty on the field. (laughs) They're actually cleaning up the area or something like that. I was just (laughs) like, that's funny. Good, good times.
0: Yeah, should we talk should we go into the Super Bowl? I know we don't want to kind of, but uh we both picked the Eagles to win it, but uh it came down and, to the wire, uh, right?
1: It did. Um so, congrats just congrats to the Kansas City Chiefs. You got your second Super Bowl in 4 years. You're on your way to being becoming a dynasty if you can get that third in my in our opinion.
0: But um yeah, it was I mean, it, yeah, what else I mean, can you say? Yeah, it was kind of it was it was amazing, right? Cuz of how one sided it was at the beginning and then uh You know, once once the Chiefs went down by double digits, you know, pretty much describe or like you know everybody you know wrote them off because the only the only other time that's happened in Super Bowl history that a team came back to win from a double digit deficit was the infamous 28 to 3 Falcons to Patriots Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> but it's not as embarrassing as no, that Super no, Bowl. No. Because th- that Super Bowl literally was what by the 4th quarter it was 28 to 3 and they just came back all in one quarter. I
0: think some I think midway through the third because I think they scored 19 points in the 4th, right? And so they probably I think they scored 10 in the Okay, uh, so third similar to
1: the sec, the second yeah. half resurgence of the Kansas City Chiefs here because at the end of the day um yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I'll, yeah, I ahead, mean the,
0: man. The, this man, this game lived up to its like iconic moments, right? Like, you know, everybody kind of saw, like, you know, Patrick Mahomes got hurt, and you know, so they kind of had to, the script, wrote the, uh, the heroes, like, uh, revival or the phoenix rising from the ashes. Right. And so, but there were there was also funny moments, like, uh, um, like the memes around the game are all obviously great, um, but there was one funny moment and I saw this and like we, me and my cousins all kind of looked at each other. It was when uh, the camera panned to Nick Sirianni talking to Jalen Hurts on the sideline. I think there's like 30 seconds left in the uh, in the in the first half, and uh, Nick Sirianni like starts making gestures over at the at the Chiefs sideline, taunting them. <laughs> and Jalen Hurts was like, "No, no, no, put that put that hand down, put that hand down."
1: Yeah, just having class and all that good stuff. I mean, hey, that's, that's now still Philadelphia. A
0: Philadelphia loves that. If there is any coach that Philadelphia deserves, it's Nick Sirianni. I wanted Philadelphia to win just so I could see some videos of people climbing light posts and punching horses or whatever they were doing. You sure that you're not talking about Bills Mafia? <laughs> no, this is 100 percent Eagles. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. This is what I this is what happened when the last time they won the Super Bowl. Oh and yeah,
1: I I remember those two. I was like, oh, such fond memories. They had they have, to, they have
0: to they have to like grease up the light poles and stuff like that so people don't climb them. <laughs> oh man, that's
1: funny. But it sucks, man. Like it's it was one of those ones like i guess uh, one we can we we at least both agree it was an instant classic hands down yeah, um, no doubt for about this it. type of game it was a very tight race honestly the eagles could have won it and so this is kind of like my notes eagles could have just won it uh, no matter the holding call that happened that james bradbury like owned up to uh because there was other stuff in the game that kind of caused their downfall they had two crucial uh uh, turnovers that happened one of them ended up being a touchdown for the Chiefs like it was like I was like bro I think it was almost a third turnover that got called back
0: though what was the second turnover
1: uh there was uh two fumbles for the Eagles Eagles had two different fumbles one from um Jalen Hurts and then one from Miles uh, Miles Sanders the running back oh okay yeah, one of them got returned for a touchdown. The other one was just like it was a fumble. They, they, um, they, I think they got that one back. If not, it, it was turned over regardless. Like those two, um, like those two fumbles, I'll just say the two fumbles right there costed them. It was always the fumbles. It wasn't like a, a I know there was an intercept, uh, no, no interception from Jalen Hurts. He was actually running the ball too, by the way. Set a uh, set a record for quarterbacks in the Super Bowl three rushing touchdowns. That man said, "I am getting each of these points every time we are on the field."
0: Could you imagine like, putting down like a hundred bucks for Jalen Hurts getting three TD three rushing touchdowns in a game? Like you probably would have made a killing.
1: Oh my god! Like if you just only Dude, bet how, on like how many like the over under for how, rushing touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, how
0: effect how ridiculously effective is that quarterback sneak for for the Eagles? Very like I, me and my, me and my cousins were joking. I was like. Why don't they just run that play like every time? They get like over three they yards really of did. carry. They every get time. over three yards of carry. I mean, obviously you're not going to do that because you're risking Jalen Hurts every time you do that. But they did not care. They they, they
1: put a hey, balls to the wall with this game, but unfortunately, yeah, it just didn't it didn't like they couldn't the, the defense, the Eagles defense was not as effective as they should have been.
0: And that that's the that's the polite way of putting it, right? And you know, like like you said. We both agree this game was an instant classic, but you got to give credit to, to the – first off, you got to give credit to the Chiefs and their stars for doing what they always do. And, you know, especially that Pat Mahomes-Travis Kelsey connection because it just seemed like the the Eagles had absolutely no answer for it. All those catches were uncontested. And I think that's the the big, you know, like it was the Travis Kelsey and the, the Pat Mahomes connection is always going to be like your your big ticket. But guys like Isaiah Pacheco, he, he fucking balled out. Oh, he was he was a dog. You got to give him that one. <laughs> he he absolutely relieved any pressure on Patrick Mahomes by having some semblance of a run game. Him and Jerick McKinnon. Let's be fair. Jerick McKinnon had some huge runs as well too, as well as receptions as, and uh, you know other unsung guys. You know Kadarius Tony had a crucial touchdown. You know that the touchdown that Kadarius Tony had, there was no one within like ten yards of him, and you know things like that you know it makes me think like the the Chiefs just completely outcoached the Eagles like they were not ready for this game but because you know
1: other- I was going to say that they they did too because for the rushing game right Pacheco yeah. was like the leading rusher with 76 yards on 15 carries and a touchdown while for the Eagles it was Jalen Hurts 15 for 70 and three touchdowns and after that it's just Kenneth Gainwell for 7 for 21 yards 7 yeah. carries for 21
0: Miles yards. Sanders wasn't really even much of a factor you know but you know like um they i think the, i mean to make a pun on, or you know, to make a play on like the current you know joke around the league, they literally flipped the. It felt like the Chiefs literally flipped the script on the Eagles. We were talking about we were talking last week about how to try to force the game into Patrick Mahomes' hands and you know don't give him any time whatsoever to make a throw mm-hmm. and just make them one dimensional. And it really felt like the, the the Chiefs were more successful at putting the game in Jalen Hurts' hands, uh, just forcing the game into Jalen Hurts' hands, which isn't a bad isn't a bad thing. But when you when you make an offense one dimensional, you know you can you can start planning around it, right? And the ball was going through Jalen Hurts' hands on the on the ground or in the air, you know, one or the other. Jalen Hurts, you know, he he balled out. But um, the 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 main headline that we were we were predicting was that the Eagles' front seven would absolutely go out there and ball out. And you know, I don't have any I don't have any pressure numbers, but the Chiefs' O line pitched a shutout. They played lights out. They didn't give up a single sack. And, you know, aside from the one hit that Patrick Mahomes took, you know, that kind of tweaked his mm-hmm. ankle, he, he wasn't in any danger. Like he had an, he had a, yeah, actually, uh, let me see, Patrick Mahomes had like 40 yards, yeah, 44 yards rushing. He was on the six second rushes. leading
1: rusher for the team.
0: Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's pretty wild for a guy man that looks like he's, you know, running to the bathroom, but um, <laughs> he, they had he, over
1: 150 yards in rushing compared to like the Eagles is what, like just over a little over a hundred. So uh-huh. that kind of shows you too, what happened there.
0: And, you know, Patrick Mahomes at 182 yards passing, you know, three touchdowns, not like I mean, three touchdowns is fantastic, but, you know, 182 yards. That's literally what we were talking about, what the, the Eagles were doing leading up to the Super Bowl, right, where they didn't really have anybody that was, um, you know, stick standing out on the stat sheet, you know, making, you know, th- throwing big numbers, but they're blowing teams out. E- uh, the, the Chiefs did that to the Eagles, which is kind of wild to see, but, you know. I think what it, what it came down to, you know, more so than anything. Would you what do you think? It probably came down to the defense on this one, right?
1: The defense in general. Yeah. Um unfortunately for like Philly. the defense just yeah for Philly, the defense for Philly just didn't come up like they should have. They didn't get the sacks and they didn't get enough pressures. I believe it was just like what only um one pass defended or something like that. Uh in terms of just like basically like the Chiefs were throwing the ball who they wanted to throw it to, Kadarius Tony obviously uh, Sky
0: Moore was getting in there too. Like Kelsey, just, but Kelsey, Kelsey was like, yeah.
1: they always got that man almost had a hundred yards. I told you, but what did I say? You have to, if you could at least stop Kelsey, you can then worry about the rest of like the office. They, they, yeah. they were, had to worry about both like Mahomes, like having enough room to just run up the field. And even though it says he only has 44 yards, those 44 yards on those six rushes he did, or the, this like the scrambles that he did was like, they were pretty, like they were significant. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they just couldn't get a stop on the Chiefs offense because that's why the game stayed where it was. Like, even in the beginning, it was like touchdown. We get a touchdown. We get a touchdown. Yeah. The Eagles started getting some stops and actually was able to get like a little bit of a distance. But then like the, the Chiefs had whatever, you know, some people say there isn't really much of a, you know, halftime like change up in terms of like the playbook or anything. But like the Chiefs said, let's hey, let's, let's go out there and win
0: this. And they yeah. did in the second half. Ten points down. Ten points down. You know, I think that I think the the big uh, misleading thing for a lot of us was, you know, we talk about running the ball being the best defense for or the best, you know, the best defense is a good run game, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the the Eagles, you know, they dominated time of possession in that first half. I think they had like some like 22 minutes to 8 minutes or something like that. Yeah. Like the I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that Jalen Hurts had that like, you know, let's be honest, it was kind of a ridiculous fumble. He kind of just it just kind of slipped out of his hands if he didn't have that the chiefs wouldn't even be on the board in the in in the second quarter right and so you know but the the weird thing with this game was was that you know they were doing it by passing the ball and i think the commentators even mentioned this as well that they're dominating the game but i think like jalen hurts i mean they only had like you know 10 rushes or something you know some small insignificant number cuz you know we look at the numbers and we see jalen hurts has 15 um 15 rushes for 70 yards right but a lot of those were quarterback sneaks and mm-hmm. so, um, some of them were actually just like um, some design of runs. Were, were some,
1: like a couple of them, were design runs. While others were just like, I need to scramble because we need to like keep ourselves in the game. Mm-hmm. Gainwell had some um, interesting runs that got them a first down and stuff like that. It was just that like there just wasn't enough because after Jalen Hurts, it was just a twenty-one yards Gainwell put up. And then Sanders had 16, but I think they just like, they said, Hey, Sanders, you're not going back in there. Cause you just fumbled. Yeah. <laughs> so he was one of the ones that fumbled hurts did too. And unfortunately it was just a one where like where each offense is flying and, you know, scoring, it's just up to the fumbles and who takes advantage of, you know, those opportunities
0: yeah, on Yahoo sports, they're not saying that Miles Sanders had a fumble, but I think I remember seeing that as well. Maybe it was no I, I, oh, the play that you're thinking of, I think is is um where it was ruled incomplete. I think Miles Sanders got lit up and they they said he didn't complete the catch. Yeah, and so that I, I, so I think that was ruled as an incomplete pass because I remember that play he got lit up like I, I was like because oh, ESPN
1: right. is like is putting it down as that was an actual like written in fumble
0: but hey who knows I know they had at actually least if two... it's if it's on ESPN maybe maybe it's right I trust ESPN way, I, do,
1: I do remember that yeah. Eagles had like two turnovers that definitely ch- helped the Chiefs out and stuff like that regardless yeah so it's really just you can't mess
0: up it, it, that's what like, it came down to when the game is like 38 to 35 you know it's not it's not a, a, a slugfest type of thing. It's like, who's going to make the most, who's going to make the last mistake? Basically. And, you know, Jalen Hurts, you know, despite his one mistake, had an MVP worthy performance. I w- yeah, it's worth commending the, the entire Eagles team. Like you said, James Bradbury came out and said, you know, he claimed responsibility. He said that was a holding, even though we think it's bullshit. But um, the entire team mm-hmm. came out and said, you know, like, hey, this is on us. Like, you know, we'll be back next year and we'll be better. Like none of no one was salty. None of that. Yeah, it just depends on who they bad. can
1: retain through this upcoming this it just depends on who they can retain, who they can keep and stuff like that. I think there's a, a lot on that defense that's going into free agency. So um I know they have a top ten, they have two first round picks and stuff like that. So I think one Rich of the get richer. Was, right. I think unless they can if they can get their defense retooled, I would actually say like this is just like a hot take.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um it was just, this will just be a hot take that whoever like whoever they get uh in the draft it should be that that running back was it brian robinson from ut like who's being who's going as like the number one running I think back it's, yeah the i think it's robinson yeah uh might not be brian i could be wrong with that but i know it's robinson like oh no last it's, name it's like
0: it starts with a d i think i want to say like dijon robinson or something like that but i think yeah but regardless but rob yeah.
1: but robinson the running back from ut I was actually just saying, like, they should just go for him so they can just say, like, we got a running back now. So now yeah, we dude, have. What like, a flex. <laughs> because they, because Devontae Smith had seven receptions for 100 yards, uh, 14.3 yards per catch. A.J. Brown had six for 96 and a touchdown. Like, mm-hmm. they had a good passing game. And then Dallas Goddard was actually like, he was like the security blanket because he went six for 60 yards. So, like, every time he touched the ball, he gave him a first down. That's basically what his stat line is saying.
0: Yeah. It <laughs> was kind of wild. Like, uh, I mean, they were, they were the, the chiefs defense came out to play. We got to commend them though, man. They, they, they were laying down the law on a lot of those had some hits. rookies out there
1: too, doing their thing. They, so, I mean, Hey, it's uh it's just one of those things, man. Like there,
0: there, there's like one thing that uh, everybody's like replaying and it's Jason Kelsey running over Trent McDuffie and <laughs> just like caption this. Yeah. You know, there's, there was some, there's some pretty good memes around it. Like, uh, the, you know, how Nick Sirianni got emotional during the national anthem. And so, uh, <laughs> the, it's the not as that, good as
1: the OG NFL one Where like oh, I forgot who, who which player I think it was, was like Noshawn Moreno He had like the biggest tier It was like Like, like it the, just like
0: a a right, like, like it shot out of his eye. Look yeah, like, like <laughs>
1: boop? and I was just like, "Is that like a? It's almost like in the anime where they have like the thick sheet of like tears. That's what he had back in the day. So it's it's not as much as that one. He,
0: yeah, Nick Sirianni, but
1: was, he didn't love the anthem that much in his heart.
0: No, but the the for the Nick Sirianni meme, it said when Nick Sirianni read the the, the script for the Super Bowl, and you know, oh that's his reaction. no, tears. <laughs> tears. <laughs> that's why he was crying. I'm gonna yeah. lose in a close game today. <laughs> yeah, well, we got. We we should. Uh, I mean. Now's good as time, and as I need to talk about it, so let's talk about that holding call because everybody's talking about Refs
1: it. Suck. Um, Refs suck. Refs A lot of the Eagles fans were tight on that, but the, I'm just gonna say they already owned up. James Bradbury owned up to it. The team, you know, they were being uh, what's the, the they non- showed a lot of humility hum- basically. And, and
0: integrity, right? Like you know, yeah. they, they, if anything, if a, a team coming out of a loss like that makes you very confident coming in next year, because you know those guys are tight together.
1: Yeah, because there's different views on how a quarterback should handle something like that. So you know what happened with like Cam Newton and his loss with the Broncos, right? So you know if Jalen Hurts had any type of complaint, it would have just been thrown against him rather than just like, oh, he's tough. He has passion like other quarterbacks, the white quarterbacks out there. So it's really one of those things where it's like you just got to however you want to take it. You know, obviously before you get out there, if you need to cry in the locker room, go ahead and cry. I. That hurts you went you got to the top of what you were trying to do you're in the nfl you went to the super bowl and it just wasn't enough and it wasn't a, like a field goal and you had like eight seconds left and like it just amounted to nothing on your kickoff return yeah
0: no that's but, brutal dude like you know this is the pinnacle for what these guys want to achieve and you know i think i saw videos of like boston scott standing out there on the sideline watching watching the uh, chiefs celebrate on the field and stuff like that it breaks your heart you know but it's a sport you can't Everybody doesn't win, right? Some there's got to be a winner and a loser. That's how it is.
1: They just got to evolve. The only thing the Eagles got to do is, you know, not make mistakes and just retain who you can retain. Because Jalen Hurts is going to be up for a contract and he should get his money's due, of course, um, whatever that is going forward uh, among the other quarterbacks that are out there. So again, it was those two turnovers, in my opinion, on the Eagles' side that kind of gave the Chiefs like enough, like. It was like, it was just the one turnover for a touchdown. If you at least can like go back and redo like and redo that, you know, don't fumble, maybe turn it into some points. On the other hand, you could have won the game. Right. So yeah. it, it's just it, one of the things I don't think the holding call. Yeah. The holding call was outright. I, I said it, I said it in the last week's episode, there's going to be something controversial to where it's like, he actually the did why. call it. <laughs> I it every year. There's that one controversial play. Right. And it was the holding call. Um of course there's a lot of stuff you can you, that wasn't called in the Chiefs game but just it's just kind of is what it is at this point
0: it, it you know like like uh, the, the i think Nick Sirianni also came out and said it's like you can't break down an entire game into one critical moment right it, it happens over 60 minutes but yeah the, the I, I fucking hate it that they called that holding call because a like we saw it right maybe there was some like you know maybe there was a, a small jersey tug or something like that but you're talking about the waning minutes of the biggest damn game of the season. Like it didn't it clearly, I think either, you know, they're like Patrick Mahomes, maybe saw something and then he clearly overthrew the route. But based off of where that ball was thrown, Juju would not have gotten anywhere near, he would have had to lay it out, lay out to get it. And the fact that I think that the, 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 annoying thing is that the, the refs made it about themselves and they took a, they, I mean, I'm not saying that the Eagles would have gone down and scored a field goal or, Maybe a touchdown and you know tied the game because you know it's what it could have should at this point. Never in a million years can you make that call and in that in that game situation, gotta understand the game situation. Like you know, everybody knows tied game. They just they just threw an incompletion on third down. You know, gives you know gives the the Eagles you know a minute to come back down and you know it sets the stage for an iconic moment. And I'm not saying, like, you know, iconic moments are given or deserved, but just understand the game situation. trying to rewrite the script? How dare you? Dude, can we... Okay, you... Perfect segue. <laughs> I literally think that the NFL flipped the script, like, because, you know, the, the, the NFL memes accounts and stuff like that, they're like a leak, you know, like a quote-unquote leak script that said that the game was going to be 37-34 Eagles. They literally just said... Let's swap the scores and add a point no one will know. <laughs> no one will
1: know. And that's just like the thing, right? It's just one of those like man, the holding call whatever the other little calls in that fourth quarter down to like the last like minute, few minutes of that game, right? Mm-hmm. You can't do much. Again, the the Eagles defense like even um CJ Gardner-Johnson was like making big hits out there and stuff. I didn't oh, know. Oh dude, he, he was laying that. down the law. Like, Pacheco had a moment where he was just like, hold up, I I need need a second. yeah, (laughs) I need a second to get up. Like, they were fighting out there. But, hey, the Chiefs were holding on to that ball because
0: they were getting popped, but not many fumbles.
1: Not many fumbles.
0: And actually, you know, like, that's why I say, like, you know, the the holding call sucks. We've established that. Fuck the refs. But I put the blame more on the defense on this one. And that's because over the 60 minutes, I mean – the, the we were literally we had the wool pulled over our eyes in the first half because the offense was just out there on the field for so long, and I think that was the point I was trying to get to earlier was that it kind of masked how ineffective the defense was for large stretches mm-hmm. because you know they did force a punt here and there um but largely they weren't tested in that first half, maybe that was their downfall, maybe they came out you know rusty in the second half, but they 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 there were. Blown coverages, like every that, other play. Thank you
1: for bringing that up, because like it was when like Sky Moore just got like a his one reception for a touchdown for the and Chiefs. it
0: was and no, I think uh, I think um Kadarius Tony's it was too big t- K- blown K- coverage. Kadarius says Tony's route was the exact same thing. No one was within ten yards. Same with Sky Moore, like you were saying, like there was no one within ten yards of him. He he's just, just
1: wide in. open for the touch. I was like, why is he wide open? I mean, What's did happening? They th- did
0: they th- <laughs> throw four guys on Travis Kelsey and then they just blew up the the, the defensive oh, play call? But I. don't I I guess they
1: said, hey, whoever's man up on those receivers, they didn't want to man up that day.
0: I don't know, man, because they have have ballers out there, and, you know, that sucks. Because, I mean, I was telling you this last week, too, is that that secondary, you know, kind of, I mean, a secondary in general relies on their front seven a lot, right? Because you, I mean, for an average quarterback, you know, maybe two and a half seconds, three seconds, you expect the ball to be out of their hands. Or you yeah. know, if you give him longer than that, then you know it's going to be a blown coverage type of play because it's hard for a DB to guard a, a receiver for that long. That's just the nature of it. Get Patrick she, Mahomes the,
1: and the Chiefs, and them were definitely doing the whole like we need to get the ball out of Mahomes' as hands as soon as possible.
0: Yeah, Quick and passes. Give Mahomes anything longer than you know two seconds, you know, good luck, right? That's yeah. what it came down to. They didn't even. I don't. There there very few plays, at least in the second half. Uh, I can't recall the first half, but I, where the, I also where the, wonder how where the much... Eagles D wasn't really in there in his face. Oh yeah,
1: like facts. But I wonder. I was also just saying, like, I wonder how much like Mahomes made out of his half a billion dollar contract, because you know it's not fully guaranteed. I wonder how much like that Super Bowl win got him. Besides, you know, I know you get a check for getting to the Super Bowl and then a bigger check for winning. It's just that. Um, I wonder how much of his contract is like, hey, I want a Super Bowl, so I need to get like an extra $30 million, or something like that, you know, like for the win because mm-hmm. of my half-billion-dollar contract that's still up in the air.
0: Yeah, and now, you know, we're now dealing with like the, the new crop of quarterbacks, right? Like the, the next generation of, you know, the um, elite quarterbacks, you know, who the, who the NFL is going to build their marketing engine around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes is kind of taking that mantle as like the, the best quarterback in the league, you know, among a lot of people. And yeah. so, my question to you: As yeah. the Chiefs are building their dynasty, you know, they're are they the new Patriots? You know, the team that everyone roots against. Yeah, I mean, because
1: I was already like, I'm tired of hearing about the Chiefs, even though they didn't win a second like uh,
0: they were our fourth yet. best team in AFC. Like this is it, it, we, like you know what I mean? Like that's like it, the it's just because Mahomes. It's just be, like it's yeah, so one of those is... things. Like
1: you get furieded watching Mahomes be really good, and I'm not like I don't hate the man. Don't get me wrong, I don't yeah. hate Mahomes. Um, cause he's playing his, he, he's playing his ass. We off, hate Jackson more.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he was dancing. I think he was dancing in the back of one of Patrick Mahomes interview or something like that. I was like, fuck this kid. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. But it was like, besides that, it was just like Pat, like Patrick Mahomes, you know, Hey, uh, I got two black quarterbacks here. I can't really lose. I got a black quarterback. That, I got another super bowl in this case, instead of like someone getting there first. But at the same time, I think the Eagles can come back. Um, I'm not sure how that is like on a, let me come back the year after. I mean, the, the Bengals were set to kind of do it, but you know, the script, but the script, the script came in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, chiefs, I think they're going to be the new team to hate against. Cause like right now Patriots aren't the Patriots anymore. They, their dynasty ended whenever you consider it ended. Honestly, it ended when Tom Brady left because after he left, that's when it ended because It was going to be like, if we can go back to the playoffs without Tom Brady, but, you know, regardless of that fact, just is what it is. But uh, that's my thing. What do you think on the Chiefs?
0: Yeah. So, like, I think the I think the thing with the NFL is, is that, you know, it's kind of built on this. It's kind of built on any given Sunday, right? You know, Mm -hmm. any given team can come out and, you know, win a football game and And whenever one team starts to dominate, it just naturally acquires like all the hatred of every other team Mm -hmm. because, you know, you know, any given Sunday, but every team wants it to be their Sunday. You know what I mean? And so with with that, that's kind of just the mantle that they uh, um, they've kind of accepted. Plus, you know, like all the distractions around around patrick mahomes but just the the fact that like the the media engine always just puts patrick mahomes in your face like with everything mm-hmm. and it even just, when he it's does like
1: a, a simple throw that you know another quarterback can do but since it's not patrick mahomes yeah we don't need to talk about it
0: yeah exactly and then like the uh for some reason like during that game that she the i think travis kelsey was like on uh, he was on one he was like you know never never not uh, never uh Never doubt us. We're always out here fighting as underdogs, or you know, something along the lines of you know saying that he was underdogs and stuff like that. And the entire Never thought it, of them as underdogs, and the entire Twitter was like, "Man, I hate Travis Kelsey now." <laughs> just, <laughs> just kind yeah. of obnoxious. It just kind of it, it came off as like tone deaf and obnoxious. But man, was on cloud nine when because he, he just won Super Bowl. So I'll let it slide. But it's 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 just one of those things that you kind of got to accept. It's not it's not like anyone's out here. It's not like the Patriots because the Patriots kind of earned their uh, NBA, NFL villain because they're all their scandals of a, a few of their scandals and stuff like that. You know, but the scandals like t- happened
1: in the middle of the Patriots dynasty. They weren't like in the be- the very. They were in the very they? beginning. They were in Which the very ones? beginning.
0: The 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 the, the uh, taping of practices was you know right before the they beat the Rams in the Super Bowl, oh, or it was right. that year. That was our. I, I, I first. about that
1: one. The deflate Gate. I'm thinking of DeflateGate. Oh, DeflateGate. Yeah, that was later in the Patriots' dynasty.
0: That's, that's the one I was thinking of. That and one. And then again. there's but, like yeah. there's like Tuck Rule and like all the other stuff that kind of like. I mean, once shape. you keep
1: going, but stuff is gonna pop up as you yeah. keep going to the Super Bowl, right? Like, for instance, like the Chiefs and Bills basically made them say like, okay, for overtime now both sides get a chance. And I was like, I still remember when they took that chance away, and the Green Bay Packers was complaining about that years yeah. ago because or many teams were complaining about it years ago at that point in time so i mean it just kind of is what it is i feel like they just need to get like that one more super bowl win in the next like couples of seasons and they can be consider themselves as a new dynasty but i guess my question for you is like you know what the nfl and everyone has like their own thing are there is there anything that like what, what makes you consider a team a dynasty in the nfl in general like,
0: I think I mean I think like what it comes down to three Super Bowls in a short span of time is typically the answer um, for a lot of people. But in in you know some people like I think you were mentioning before we started kind of associated with some players too. Um, If if you have the same quarterback usually in a dynasty situation, you'll have the same quarterback over that time period. Mm -hmm. Um, Other players, you know. I mean, unfortunately, you know, not to devalue other players, but if you have rotation in other players, like, you know, Tyree Tyre Kill has been a crucial part of the the Chiefs' success up until, you know, the beginning of the season, right? I would He's still part of the dynasty, but he's not, like, the face of the dynasty. The dynasty is a team award, I think, or a team accolade. And, you know, yeah. the, it's usually associated with a quarterback as well. But three Super Bowls, you know, maybe in, like, a, you know, obviously a few years, like, I, I'd say about – you know, let's say six, seven, eight, somewhere in that ballpark. You know, once you get past eight, then you're starting to make a stretch at it. Mm-hmm. You know, um,
1: I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you on maybe like five or six years. Um, so for me, just three. Super, I'm with you. Three Super Bowl wins. I say within five, five to six years, maybe less. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you have any more than like two more years of just like not winning. If you go like a, a third year, it's like, okay, you ain't a dynasty anymore. But yeah. that's where it goes with my second point. So first point, three Super Bowl wins in like five to six years or less. My second is perennial playoff team, right? That just They means always got to be like, there. Basically, you're going to the playoffs every single season. You're always a threat. So the Chiefs have been a threat every single season uh, so far. I haven't really seen a season where they, they haven't made it to playoffs as of yet. And then finally, like I say, like, this is like my third thing. It's just the all-star team. So you got to have that core group of players that, like, you all know and love. So, like, for the Chiefs right now, it's just Mahomes and Kelsey. That's like the two players you always hear about so far, Mahomes and Kelsey. Maybe Trent McDuffie is going to be part of that, you know, uh, going forward. But, again, they're not a dynasty team yet. I think they just need that third Super Bowl win. Then we can say they're a dynasty. Yeah, then we can start How long it lasts, that's (laughs) up in the air. But, yeah, yeah
0: but, I mean, uh, you know, we, we talk about Patrick Mahomes contract a lot and how it kind of favors the team in that, like, you know, to, it, it, like they're if they get another ring in the next couple of years, good. They'll probably have like a lull period as they're trying to like retool for maybe a, a season or two. But once, once you get on the tail end of Patrick's contract and it's still, you know, they're using the same contract, he's getting paid. He's not going to be paid as much as other NFL quarterbacks compared yeah. to the salary. So they're going to be able to retool again. It's kind of like that Tom Brady had that. You know he the Tom Tom Brady's tenure at the Patriots. He had two dynasties basically, right? Because he had the mm-hmm. the first three Super Bowls and that middle period where they went to Super Bowls, but but you know they lost to the the um, the Giants or the um who else? It was the and Giants, the, the Giants. No, it was
1: just the Giants and the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. Two so th- were three the Giants? Super- one was Eagles. Yeah, yeah.
0: So three Super Bowls, and then you know then then they had another three Super Bowls in there. Um, Later years, right? Because I think Tom Brady has seven, or does he have? Yeah, no. seven total. He
1: has seven total. He went. He has ten playoff, uh, ten but, Super Bowl uh, appearances. He lost seven of them. Okay. He won one right. with the Bucks, six with the Patriots.
0: Okay. Yeah, and so you know, it's basically two dynasties in one career, which is even more more wild. For on that, uh, the last thing I'd say on the uh, Chiefs are they the the team everyone roots against? That doesn't mean it's necessarily a bad thing you know, the fact that everyone hates you because you're winning, you know, if I were a chiefs fan, you know, that's a me against the world, you know, that's a, that's a, uh, that's a thing to take pride in. Cause if, if you're, you know, if everyone hates you and you're not winning, then you're, the, you're the Dallas Cowboys. And so no one wants to be that.
1: Right. And I think like at the very least, um, I guess another point, it's not even on like my list, but it's like, you're, you're going to remember that team for something. I think every, I think like what the '60s was the Steelers. The no '70s was the Steelers. Either regardless, it was like '70s was the Steelers. The '2000s was definitely the Patriots. You can even go further, right, with the Patriots and how like yeah. what they were doing after everything's said and done. The '90s was the Cowboys. I think the '80s was. The Niners, but you can remember something yeah. about each of these, like, you know, the Joe Montanas and all that type of stuff with like the 49ers. Obviously, you know, the Cowboys, they were America's team to this God's day. Team. America's team, God's team. Like some people <laughs> were going so far as saying, with the Chiefs, you're going to remember Mahomes and Kelsey so far. So from far. what we can see and with that 10 year what half a billion dollar deal at first people were like you're just overpaying you're going to have no money. No, they actually have no it's idea. working in their favor now oh, yeah. that they can always keep a team stacked around uh Mahomes going forward. It's up to Mahomes if he wants to like I think after if he wants to re, like if he wins another Super Bowl I think he's going to redo that contract.
0: I believe you think I think yeah so. and that's. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. I think Andy Reid was asked, like, is or you know, was asked or like rumors were circulating, like Andy Reid's going to retire. And I'm thinking to myself, why? He's he he has like he's got the best he's got the best thing going for him right now. he's under no pressure, I would say, in the sense that you know he's not on the hot seat. He's never been on the hot seat at the Chiefs.
1: Everyone's he been can, looking at the old coach, and they yeah, get a win, and then you just think, right? It's they're like going to the, ride off into the sunset. He could, but at the same time, you have Patrick Mahomes for however long. You better keep writing it out until your age goes up against you or something. One, that's what I would do.
0: The NFL, like an NFL like organization, at least like at the at the players level, maybe I would even include like GM and scouts like that. It's very, it's very culture driven. You know, it's very, and that comes from GM, head coach, and people like that, and. I think Andy Reid has like exactly how things he, things, how he wants him, you know, like the entire relationship, even his like, even his like organization's relationship with owners and stuff like Mm -hmm. that too. Like Clark Hunt ain't going to come in. He ain't going to try to Jerry Jones, Andy Reid if, if they have like one, you know, off season because Andy Reid's earned, earned that right. And he has the, he has the tool he put, he's put the tools in place for his organization to succeed. I believe even after he decides to, to, to leave. And you basically hit on another
1: point that makes a team a dynasty, that front office for the team. They are yeah. crucial to a team becoming successful and stuff. Andy staying Reed, relevant
0: year in and year out. Andy Reed
1: is definitely the backbone to Patrick Mahomes as to why Patrick Mahomes is the way he is. You know, Andy Reed was also one that helped Alex Smith a bit. He helped Mahomes a bit as well. Obviously gave him a year off. And of course, to, <laughs> Right. And then you know the whole league is like trying to follow in the footsteps of the Chiefs. Are like maybe you don't need to start your rookie quarterback off the first year. Maybe you can just let him sit, you know, and things of that nature. I think that if Andy Reid were to go, it will mess up the chances of the Chiefs becoming a dynasty. In my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think I think so too, but I I think if um, if Andy Reid is like you know the the the, the or like the 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 organizational guy that I think he is, like mm-hmm. at le- he's at least like putting things in place so that it gives the organization a chance to continue to succeed uh, when he decides to hang it up. Because, right. you know, like there are definitely coaching situations like, you know, like if Bill Belichick, like, you know, the shoes that Bill Belichick has because he's both coach and GM, like what's going to happen if when he decides to retire because, you know, he's getting up there. Like that's that's a little bit more of a, a question mark than, you know, say Andy Reid moving on. But Andy Reid de- moving on definitely will set that organization back over. A- that man's a little bit. fun now. He had he in like what three years? He, that he man could come out Super in role. a Hawaiian shirt for or like a Tommy Bahama shirt for every game next year in cold ass, Kansas City. And I, I don't think anybody would bat an eye. He's just out there living life. Oh
1: yeah, man. So I'm with you on that. I mean, other than that, I think the Chiefs, they have their quarterback. They have Kelsey. I can't speak much around everyone else. They I think the only way for them to retool. They need to just fill in the spots that are going to obviously empty out every Super Bowl. You're, these teams are going to empty out their players to everyone else because we made it to the Super Bowl because some way, somehow, I contributed and I should be paid according to that. It's going to happen. So if they can retool and get it, I mean, sure. Eagles, if they can retool and then just honestly, it's really just a matter of like mistakes were made. It wasn't really like, well, one, the defense didn't do the defense should, but. From what I can tell from a lot of the um the feed out in, like what's going on, a lot of the coaches for both uh the chiefs, like Eric Bienemy and among others, uh, even on the Eagles, a lot of them are about to go to other teams. like I know the Colts say, like, okay, now that the Super Bowl's over, can we get your like for the like yeah the Eagles, can we get your defensive about- coordinator we want him to be you know our head court our head coach, you know,
0: Yeah, we were talking about this right? Like we haven't heard shit about what's going on at Colt's like head coaching search, but Kind of just points to like their eye of being on one of the Eagles. They basically
1: just want like we just want the best of the crop of people because after the after the Super Bowl, we're just gonna try to after all of those people. Eric Bieniemy is still up. I know we had discussions of, like, why is he still at the Chiefs? I mean, he just won another Super Bowl. He got another ring under his belt now. Yeah.
0: But, um, you know, hey, he's he definitely earned, a target. He earned that ring, not like Melvin Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, no. can't forget Wait, about that. I forgot
1: Melvin Gordon's on that team. He just said, I got a ring, guys. Yeah,
0: he's like, you got a ring before Russ. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> or not Russ, oh, or the Broncos man. in general. No, and Russ, technically. Yeah, technically.
1: Was, that's funny, because, like, I don't know.
0: I mean, a ring's a ring, right? Even yeah, ring a ring is a ring. It doesn't on say... The field, it doesn't it doesn't have a stat rating on the side or anything like you that. Could, just you, I mean Super
1: you personally as a per, like personally, it's not like you can just go out and boast about the ring because it's like you they literally just signed you as like a reserve running back, bro.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and you know, based on how Isaiah Pacheco plays and how they had Jarek McKinnon, you ain't seeing the field unless someone got hurt. I I don't have anything else to say on the Super Bowl at least, but there was one last funny thing I wanted to bring up that I forgot to bring up. Go ahead, was that there? The uh, the NFL was announcing the Walter uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year award on the field, and Dak Prescott won it. So naturally, every single Philadelphia fan in the stadium booed him, and I just thought that was the most Philly thing I've seen. <laughs> it's the most Philly thing. Why not? And then, it, like, you're booing a man that won an award for his charitable contributions, but fuck him. He plays for the Cowboys.
1: <laughs> basically, right. And I think the one thing I also saw was um, we can talk about it when we get to the around the league but there was a whole little shindig it's just a little it's a little bit i'll just even say right here they the someone in like it wasn't the nfl media particularly it was just like some person uh with a check mark definitely like a media for maybe a local media he was talking about Rus- russell wilson and sierra's like charity fund and he was saying like oh my gosh their charity isn't even like donating money that's much money to the charity as it needs to be only like cents of a dollar goes to like the charity and i'm sitting here like okay one i know that if russ had a very successful season this wouldn't even be a thing two there's a lot of other players out there with a charity fund as big if not bigger than russ's and sierra's three do you know how (laughs) brett Favre right and three do you know how charities work like actual like charity funds work because not all of the money given to a charity goes to the charity. You've got to pay the people with it. it. Obviously, an actual charity in general is like a tax haven. It's like a tax haven for rich folks in general. So whether whoever you are, whether you're Russ, you're Brett Favre, you know, Peyton Manning, every rich person has done it. So I don't know why you just fit to see like, yeah, Russ, they're a big fat phony. And I'm like that. This is literally how charities work, though.
0: Yeah. So. I mean, I think the, I think the, uh, obviously, you know, you need to pay the people that run the charity, but I think the, with that story, uh, from what I've seen, it was a significant, it was, it was very disproportionate. And I think that's what people took issue with, or, you know, when that news came to light, I mean, Obviously, people, like you oh, said, but that's
1: that's also why I was saying, like, people don't know how charities work. Every single charity. Yeah, it's not like, this. you do.
0: it's not for every dollar you donate to a charity. You're not getting a dollar to whichever cause that you're getting you, that is benefiting. Right. Because you got to run yeah. the organization. And all,
1: But all charities are like shady like this, though. That's all I'm also trying to say, like both the good. Well, I mean, we're not like, saying like, don't donate to charities, obviously. But... Right. I'm just saying how <laughs> an actual charity fund operates. Like, yeah, please yeah. do just know that your dollar isn't like a full
0: dollar going towards it just letting you know (laughs) I think well I think there were some examples of like um, malpractice I would say you know that uh, I think uh, people took exception with obviously this like you know we'll say it again you know it happens with I I imagine it happens with a lot of players charities Um, but I think there was a a story where like Russ hosted a charity golf tournament and uh, after that golf tournament like the I think they came out in the red they were like they hosted this golf tournament and they were down 800k or something ridiculous like that and when you see something like that then that just means that you probably have the wrong people inside your organization running it yeah but it also doesn't look good because your name is stamped on the on the uh on the on the charity. you know
1: we're talking about this charity fund when like we're still not talking about how brett Favre's story of like using taxpayers money allegedly allegedly allegedly. we we don't want to get sued like pat mcafee's (laughs) Yeah, 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 and yeah. then even
0: Pat McAfee was just like, "Fuck
1: it, man, let's go, let's ball." Like I'm gonna see you in court.
0: <laughs> yeah, allegedly, we if we have not said it at any point earlier, we allegedly accuse or you know we we acknowledge that the the charges or accusations against Brett Favre are allegations. They're not fact. They're not charges.
1: <laughs> right, and he was literally he literally he sued uh, Shannon Sharp. Weird. Yeah, not skip Shannon Sharp and um, uh, Pat McAfee so far for like uh, I forgot what was it like uh, shameful allegations. That's literally what it was, what some, it it was to. like
0: a defamation or something yeah, like de- that.
1: Yeah, defamation, which that's the proper term, and it was just like. Sure, if you want to bring sto- if you want to bring that the spotlight back to your story, I'm all for it. That's why I'm saying, like, let's go. Like Pat McAfee was just like, fuck it, let's go. I'll take we'll see you in court, man. He was <laughs> we'll you in court, bitch. <laughs> not- <laughs> he was like, they're not stopping this good Friday. There was like, You're "Here, are <laughs> here. You're here. Because like
0: I mean, when it comes down to it, like rich people use lawsuits to quiet people down, right? And you know, Pat McAfee knew, knew the entire time, like, hey, I've been saying allegedly every damn time this charge came up, so so how's a
1: defamation, bro? Like yeah, okay, how's the
0: defamation. <laughs> I guess like prep for like perpetrating like the the allegations can be considered because defamation, but it is literally. an allegation. It's like reporting the news at that point.
1: Yeah, we're just report you're, you're just reporting the news and literally Brett Favre just took offense like it's the fact that you even talked about it. You can't sue yeah. someone for talking about a thing that happened and it's actually in newspapers and articles, bro.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, it'll be a uh... I feel like it's going to be a really short court case.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't wait to. I, I don't know. It's it, it's the spotlight's going to leave it again. It's going to. Uh,
0: he's probably using his cherry to siphon off funds for his legal team or something. I don't know. He's probably doing Allegedly. some shady shit. Allegedly. Allegedly.
1: Come on now. Allegedly. No. Allegedly. But let's um, <laughs> let's move on from that. Let's just talk about some Seahawks. We got some news. Yeah, we,
0: yeah, we got to go back on brand, right? On brand because
1: apparently, you know, we forgot that we were a Seahawks podcast, right? But um, <laughs> yeah. one of the big things was out of the NFL. We had the final uh, awards come out from the Associated Press now, and Ooh. Gino won Comeback Player of the Year. So, like, you know, hey, you know, applause, applause for Gino right there. Uh, unfortunately, Tariq Woolen only came up third in Defensive Rookie of the Year, and uh, Kenneth Walker the third came up second in the Offensive Rookie of the Year. So
0: hey, kudos to them. Uh, But, you know, it's kind of wild that, you know, the what we were hoping that we would get Jets actually got right uh, offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year. Actually, if Brees Hall was still playing, they'd have two people up there for offensive rookie of the year without a doubt. Technically. Right. And I didn't I mean, Garrett Wilson, like, I get it. I I get it.
1: It was like that's one where I'm like, okay. but then it was um, sauce for defensive rookie of the year. And I'm just like. Okay, because I I already felt that Sauce was gonna edge out Tariq Woolen anyway because he's the more
0: popular cornerback. Even but we love our Detroit Lions. Like we love we love the second half of the season with Detroit Lions. Man, I was hoping Aiden Hutchinson would get it to, to be honest. because he right? was he a wrecking ball. He got a ball.
1: streak of getting. He got picks. He got. I think he got. Didn't he get a pick six one time? He definitely got a pick. I'm
0: not sure about the pick six. He got,
1: like, he got multiple picks. I, I was saying if he got a pick six, but regardless, he got a lot of picks and all that good stuff. I don't know. It was just one of those things. So that's he came up second, by the way, in defensive rookie of the year. Uh, I just feel like K-9 got snubbed. Tariq Willem got a little bit snubbed anyway, but it just kind of is what it is. Um, nothing else came out of the Seahawks, though. Uh, it's just quiet. We're just waiting on the eventuality of Geno getting signed. It's just to, like, what number that works out for both Gino and the Seahawks. And pretty much we're all just waiting for like the big one, which I have the days as of today, this was a tweet from Pellicero. Uh, we're 15 days until the combine as of today, 30 days until free agency and 73 days until the 2023 NFL draft. So in the meantime, we need to sign Gino and we need to have at least one to two great signings in the free agency. And then we'll
0: take it with the draft afterward. So. Yeah build it one step at a time. That's if, if we if we get, if we get that going, then we're solid.
1: I think a lot of the nine, eight or eight, nine teams literally know that they have their core and they need to just get up and go. Right. So it's just a matter of just when, and how, like that, that's why like for us, we, for the Seahawks, we definitely need a really another, if we have two back to back drafts, like right now we need to hit this next draft. Besides yeah, that,
0: Or, and it would be the, the fastest rebuild retool, whatever you want to call it that I think I've seen in a long time.
1: Facts, and we'll see what happens. I just going up into like you know, we're gonna definitely come out with some episodes over the draft and who we think should go in our first whatever picks, and maybe do a little mock draft here and there. But regardless, we're all gonna be waiting, we're all gonna be sitting there actually excited for draft day because I know we're gonna be picking twice in the first round, unless we just (laughs) trade out of it. Like, yeah, it's gonna be on brand, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Um, but that's all we have for the Seahawks. You ready to go around the league? Let's go around the league, man. All right. First story up. Derek Carr essentially tells the Raiders to go fuck themselves by saying he won't waive his no trade clause, forcing the Raiders to release him instead of eventually trading him to the Saints.
1: Oh, I mean, I see. Uh, I mean, I get it because I saw a tweet saying like tomorrow, literally saying tomorrow on, the, on Valentine's Day at 4 p.m. Eastern is literally the deadline. His salary is going to be guaranteed. So essentially that, you know, we all know he's going to get released and they're going to just take a lot of dead
0: money. Yeah, and so the ESPN uh, I'll source it because I actually have a source for once. Mm-hmm. Three days after the Super Bowl, forty point four million of Derek Carr's three year one hundred twenty one point five million dollar extension uh, that he signed last spring becomes guaranteed. So unless the Raiders cut him before that date, if uh, uh, unless the Raiders cu- uh, cut him before that date, if they cut him, uh, the Raiders will take on five point six million dollars in salary cap hit, but free up. 29.3 in cap room so we know he's essentially just about to get cut and like you know by the time this episode of of the podcast comes out he might already be cut <laughs> i mean he's, they're gonna have like huge dead money um uh, 5.6 money. million is what it, is what to say if they don't if if they do it before
1: because i thought other part i thought another part of it was like guaranteed cause that's what i'm saying maybe not this upcoming season but the season after they're gonna have dead money They're have, they're gonna have they're gonna get hit with that dead money though
0: yeah, I don't know what the uh, the full well, ramifications. Can, yeah, are. so
1: that's that's the thing. You will um you will take a cap hit, then you free up a lot. But I think it's like the next couple seasons after that. They're Maybe gonna they like split
0: to- it out or something like that. Yeah, because they
1: have to still pay him. Like I for because it's a uh, whatever part was guaranteed, mind you. So regardless, they're not going to hold him onto the team by 4 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. So yeah. everyone's going to see this news. Uh, by the time you're listening to this. Uh, it's probably already happened. He's re- been released, and where he goes, we definitely don't know. But, I think
0: the Saints yeah. is what they. Uh, so I think that's what the uh, the undertone of the story is: is that instead of letting the Raiders trade him to the Saints and the Saints being able to get some sort of or the uh, Raiders being able to get some sort of like maybe draft picks or players out of it, mm-hmm. Derek Carr is essentially saying like, nah, I'm good." Like we, he's got that no trade clause, so he's just gonna let himself get released and then go to the Saints for free.
1: Okay. I mean, hey, I mean, Saints do need a quarterback. I I can see the Saints being number 1 and I don't know who he would go to after. He'll it's basically just any of the quarterback needy teams in the top 10 or 15. Yeah.
0: So, some there's always a team that needs a quarterback. It's going to be the, of Colts, course, the, the Colts. The Colts if anything. <laughs> the Colts. Goddamn, <laughs> Goddamn, the Colts, but no one wants to go to the Colts. They just need to go and
1: draft their quarterback at this Panthers, point. Panthers too, maybe. Yeah, Panthers are they're in the ballpark as well. It just depends on who's willing cuz what's going to happen? He's going to get overpaid. And that's oh, what's yeah. going to happen. So it's just a matter of um, uh, who gets who gets him first. If it's the Saints, let it be the Saints because they at least have a solid defense. They just they needed a quarterback. Saints were, some,
0: needed Saints were one of those like weird teams, like right, like they one week they turned it up, like they'd play lights out on offense and defense, and then like next week they just stink it up. It's but just- they.
1: But they're going to lose a lot of players, too. You got to remember, that's also the reason why maybe he maybe he said, hey, don't you trade me to the Saints because I had to talk with them and I got some extra questions over dinner or whatever I was doing with them because I know he got they had permission to talk to him. They know they're about to he knows that they're about to lose a lot of players.
0: They're about to be in huge rebuild mode. Now,
1: if I'm Derek Carr, I want to go to somewhere where we have a chance
0: of going to the playoffs. You know, um, the, what What was the number that you told me like last week? Wasn't it like they're $60 million in the red or something like that? Yeah, something crazy yeah, like that. Yeah, Saints
1: are $60 million in the red. So it's really like they have to start freeing. So basically, watch for free agency with the Saints um, probably after or before that June 1st deadline. That's always the the one uh, every year. So you're going to see some players probably get released, if not traded. Oh, yeah, so. for sure.
0: You know, I mean, especially leading up to the draft because, you know, I think the, uh, the Saints, well, the Saints got, a first round pick out of their, um, out of the Sean Payton trade at least. So yeah. they'll, they'll be, they'll be there on day one.
1: Pretty much. But, um, that's all I have to say, cause they're just gonna have to take that dead money regardless with the Raiders. Um, and just go from there.
0: Yeah. Next story up. We have NFL 2023 hall of fame class was announced yesterday. I believe we have, I'll just rattle off the names. We have Rondé Barber, Darrell Rivas, Joe Thomas, Zach Thomas, DeMarcus Ware, Chuck Howley, Joe Clecko, Ken Riley, and Don Coryell.
1: I'm not gonna lie. Well, I don't know like below Demarcus Ware, and I'm that's nothing <laughs> against them. Nothing yeah. against them at all. But like Demarcus and up. Like I, I remember Zach Thomas a little bit. Joe Thomas definitely. Yeah. Love my offensive lineman getting love. Darrell Revis finally. Um. Rondé Barber.
0: I get that. I get that, too. If Rondé Barber was a little bit lower on the list, like you rearranged the top five of that list a little bit is literally like in like a chronological order. Like, you know, re keep reading down this list. And as soon as you don't recognize a name, that's how old you are. And if you get all the way to the bottom, you old as shit. Right. Because <laughs> Don Correale, he was the uh, he was like the coach for the Chargers, I think, in like the 70s or 80s or maybe okay. later than that. So you know that's like a that's
1: old reference right there. Fact. Okay. Okay. There you go. And thank you for that. I love fun
0: facts every day. But (laughs) I still not Adam fun facts. I'm sorry.
1: It's not Adam fun fact, unfortunately. But I I personally think they're snubbing Devin Devin Hester once again. When was he
0: eligible? I was you you mentioned eligible.
1: He's been eligible for like the past like what uh five years or so. Like he keeps getting snubbed, and he had a really
0: good. When did he retire? He retired in um I can. Look it up real quick. Yeah, I like, wanted, like, I, was I know he's definitely been snubbed. I just want to know how long it's been. He
1: retired I- back in. Um, oh, my goodness. Why is it so hard? Yeah, he. OK. Yeah, he retired back in uh, 2016.
0: OK, yeah. So he should have been eligible in like 2021 at least. Yeah. I,
1: I, the past. Well, I'll say two seasons. I guess he's just
0: been he's just been um, snubbed because he had
1: four Pro Bowls. He had two in his career, two NFL kickoff return yards leader 2013, 2014 Everyone knows him for his kickoff and punt returns, by the way. Yeah. Um, And he was like uh, the special team player. Like, he's going to get it. It's just a matter of like when. It's just I hate how they keep snubbing him out of it, though. Personally, he was even part of like the 2000s and the 2010s all decade team. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, he's had, he had like what, seven, eight kickoff return touchdowns, some ridiculous NFL record yeah. that, you know, probably won't get.
1: I got you. I got you. Fun facts. He had 20 total return touchdowns uh, uh in his career. career 14 yeah. of 14 of them were punt returns. Six of them were, um, let me see, kickoffs. I think six, or, yeah, six were or kickoff. Or six, it was six, his uh, six total t- return touchdowns was season, for the season tied. That's his NFL record. He's tied okay. right now on the six total return touchdowns. But he has uh, fourteen punt return touchdowns and then twenty total return touchdowns. How many of it was the actual like uh, kickoff returns? It's Probably um, six, too, right? Yeah, yeah, probably. But he has over eleven thousand yards on return yards. By the which way,
0: which is that's an NFL resume. That is an extremely unique NFL resume like you got to throw that in the hall of fame ain't nobody gonna ever come up close to that probably
1: exactly bro like 255 receptions he had over he had 33 over 3300 receiving yards 16 touchdowns total but like in the return game he made his bread and butter that's all i gotta
0: say and yeah he was even on the seahawks towards the end of his career and even in the, the 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 waning years of his career like he was out there still like making people miss which is kind of wild it's that's a skill in itself that probably no one – like that goes really underappreciated is like, what do you do when you have 11 people running at you trying to end your life, right? How do you yeah. how do you survive that?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Because um, I remember – yeah, he came out actually. He came out with the Seahawks during the 2016-2017 playoffs against the, the Lions. And he, what, only just returned a kickoff for 20 and all for five. But either way, he got out there. Um, he did his thing. I just want this man to already have his dang gold jacket or whatever, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. He, he, he deserves it.
1: <laughs> yeah. But other than that, I mean, Oh, to the whole list that's here right now, Joe Thomas and them are up there. Like I, 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 like DeMarcus Ware
0: was the one that I was like, yeah, I was happy for that one. Cause you know, he was a cowboy, but man fucking put up numbers, his career. Oh,
1: for sure. And like, I, you gotta give DeMarcus Ware his, his like, you know, his, uh, his, uh, his flowers too, for sure. And even the rest, everyone else on this hall of fame class, either way, that's like the only one I had to say that got snubbed, but I think everyone else probably from other players I probably do not know of probably think they got snubbed. So <laughs> yeah.
0: shout yeah, well, off into
1: the comments and all that, who you think got snubbed out of the hall of fame class.
0: <laughs> hey, that's the only thing that the uh, the Cowboy fans have to hold on to from yesterday anyway, is that DeMarcus Ware got his jacket and then Chuck Howley uh, also played for the Cowboys in like the seventies and I think seventies, eighties, somewhere around that time mm-hmm. and he got his jacket. So, you know, Cowboys fans got two Hall of Famers in yesterday, but so they, they, they get their, they get their um, moment of celebration. But, you know, guys like Rondé Barber, Darrell Revis, long overdue. Oh, yeah, facts. I got nothing else to say, though. So Yeah. Next story up, you want to you take this one?
1: Yeah, I'll take it. So, Sean Payton, you know, his first act as a Broncos, uh, the Broncos' new head coach, he actually, um, you know, he went out to dinner um, with, like, Russ and them. They got to know each other and all that good stuff and probably talked about, like, what's next. What can they do and all that type of stuff. But at the very least, he comes out and said he, he trusts Russ. Um, he's definitely emphasized that he's there to build, like, the whole team, needing to definitely build a defense because I know they have lost a lot of players on that defense, so they have to retool that defense again. But definitely get that run game going um, as well t- to help Russ uh, get out of that funk that he had because he definitely had, like, a good game in, his la- in the last season that's, you know, screwed over, you know. The, the placement of the, the pick. I knew he was waiting for that win. He was like, you know what? I think this is where I should get my win right here at the last game. But he was actually, when you actually watch him in the Broncos for the season, Russ was actually throwing over the center, like over the middle for a change. And I was like, okay. And they actually had games where, you know, they were throwing into the receivers and all that stuff, had a good run game. Javante Williams was good until he got injured, though, unfortunately. So, you know, my only thing is they just need to build a defense. They need they need to figure out an offensive scheme for Russ unless Russ thinks his scheme still works, but we'll see.
0: Yeah. Uh, sorry. I was like looking at my phone right here. My friend uh, Kate from Philly, I told her like, you know, I really wish the, the Eagles had won because I really wanted to see more videos of people like climbing light poles and punching horses. She sent me the, and she just sent me this one thing. I'll send it to you after the podcast where. It was right before the the game, <laughs> like the police formed, a, like police came out in right gear just ca- before the game, because in anticipation, and like Eagles fans like flipped a police car or something. Like that. <laughs> oh my! God.
1: I mean, hey, like they, Philly. I mean, I understand, man. Y'all,
0: were, y'all, y'all are tight. And I understand. But yeah. maybe next and, year. Yeah, but anyways, with the uh, with Sean Payton's first things, you know, the fact that you know he's hard blocking Team Three from coming into like the 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 team facilities. You know, that I think that is a kind of a it's one of those things that I think this is one of those things I blame Nathaniel Hackett on because every from what I've seen, you know, everybody's reaction, you know, um, because, you know, Sean Payton was asked that question and Sean Payton's answer was that's foreign to me. You know, players aren't, you know, the, the only people allowed in the facility are players and coaching staff, no personal coaches or, you know, consultants and stuff like that or whatever. And that seems to be like the sentiment about a lot from a lot of players, like you know, on Pat McAfee's show, they were talking about it and how like you know AJ Hawk or teams that Aq Shipley's pay for, like Mm -hmm. they never had a situation where you were allowed to bring your own your own people into the building. And I think the fact that Nathaniel Hackett let that happen shows that you know that this is kind of like the 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 evidence that he wasn't ready to be a coach you know what i mean that he wasn't ready to take ownership of the organization and you know con- you know t- uh, control his house because you could probably attest to this right because you know when you're in that locker room it's kind of have it kind of has that family mindset right like everybody looking out for each other mm-hmm. but when team three was in the locker room you know they they're everybody's like you know everybody's looking at each other like you know we're brothers and then team three is in the back. Like, you know, everybody's like trying to say like, we need to do this. And then team three is like, but, um, actually like, you know, like, uh, trying to interject and just, it creates a distraction. And so I mean, for, do have, we,
1: do we have any evidence of like what team three was doing through? I mean, I understand the whole concept of like not having team three, um, within the facilities, but like, what was like some of the examples said of like what team three was doing? If, if you've seen any,
0: uh, I think the ones that i saw were that the fact that they were, they had their like a base of operations out of the, the facility. I think that they had like an office within the, the, the Broncos facility. And so oh. they kind of, you know, invaded quote unquote, like the, mm-hmm. um, the Broncos organization in a sense. And, you know, it's, it's not, you know, like I use the example of like team three interjecting and, you know, um, messing with the coaches or the organizations like system that they have in place. But, you know, that may, that may or may not have been the case, but what is the case though, is that when you have people from the outside who aren't, you know, battling with you inside in, they have like a voice, they have agency within that organization. It creates a distraction for players. You know, it's the same thing that we were talking about with, uh, you know, you have, if, if if Marshawn or Richard Sherman wanted to talk to Russ, they'd have to go through his manager type of thing. Right. It's like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Getting, getting, getting people's, getting people back to being brothers on the front line, as opposed to, you know, brands and you know brands under the same umbrella. I think that's what I think that's going to be the the big thing that you know the big step that they take forward next year.
1: Well, I'm a, as long as they can kind of, you know, push back the distraction, I guess in this case with Russ and his team and thing, I'm i am I can't say it's all on Russ, but at the same time, he is the quarterback of a team. You, they had that big trade. They paid him big money and that's what they, he gave them that first year. Something's going to shake. So,
0: yeah, I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll come back to one last example because I actually I wrote mm-hmm. it down, but I forgot to mention it yeah, with yeah. regards to like the friction that it causes. Um, because it's not, it's not the same thing, but it's kind of the Tom Brady's team is kind of blamed for having, for being the cause of the the split between Tom Brady and, you know, Bill Belichick because, you know, Tom Brady has his people, you know, whoever like his, his mental, his mental coach his personal trainers and quarterback, his own personal quarterback coach and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And they were starting to conflict with the, what, what the, what Bill Belichick was trying to do within the Patriots organization. And so they kind of like basically the, the 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 prevailing opinion is that like Tom Brady's team kind of yokoed the relationship between um, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And so that's the kind of the kind of thing that um, you you don't want those outside distractions or influences coming yeah. in when 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 you get that. Oh, I get that. Yeah, I understand that one. And yeah,
1: at the end of the day, I'm mean, I am in agreement that like uh, one player's team, there's a social media team, and whatever have you. Should be having like offices and stuff up in there. It's like the only reason you should be like, if anything, if he was like a seven time, you know, Super Bowl winning quarterback or something, yeah. they could probably make some like, okay, it's fine. He 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 even won us a Super Bowl, so I mean, hey, why not?
0: Yeah. But even know. in like even like AJ Hawk was saying it, like they don't have anything like that in Green Bay. Like who's the most selfish quote quote unquote selfish quarterback we could think of? Like the MV me is Aaron Rodgers, right? Mm-hmm. So we would think that you know Aaron Rodgers would have like his own team. There was Aq Shipley was saying I think, or I, I, I think it was I think it was Shipley um, in that same episode of Pat McAfee's show. You know, like when uh, you know Bill Belichick didn't stand for that. You know, the moment that that tried to, that started happening, maybe Robert Kraft got involved and you know, over, um, you know, went over Bill Belichick's head or something like that kind of thing. But the moment that Tom Brady went to to the the Buccaneers, like all that shit was like all good because everybody was like, Tom Brady's here, he can gotta give him whatever you want. For a guy like Tom Brady, you obviously can do that. But for a guy, because you know the commitment, you know, you know, you know, you know his track record. Yep. But like when when you have it for a guy like Russ, then it's just a distraction, right? Because it's now about me. It's not about the team. I think that's Easy what it work. comes down to. At the yep. End of the
1: day. And a full agreement on that one.
0: But I think that's. Uh, yeah, I think that's all the stories we have. So, um if if you don't have any other stories, do you have any uh last words for for the 2022-2023 season?
1: Um we got through a season. Uh that season had the various ups and downs like from the the low being like I would say like DeMar Hamlin's uh situation all the way to the high of like in the I I guess in the sense of like Seahawks and other teams trying to break out like the Seahawks, Detroit Jets were actually seen as you know, solid teams, you know, maybe like something, you know, got them up. But like at the very least, you're seeing new teams trying to sprout and trying to be playoff contenders on a continuous thing again. So uh, like seeing the Eagles going up and get like going up to the Super Bowl was pretty cool. Um, Couldn't get the win, but it just is what it is. We took us about like this will be the 22nd episode covering this full season we did that and it's a first, you know, when I'm thinking about like what, the second week when we started this all up, when we yeah, had like we play catch up, <laughs> yeah. the true missed reps uh, fashion. But uh, with this first podcast show for the both of us, right, um, got through a regular season. So we're definitely going to be uh, planning some stuff going forward, I guess, uh, coming up. But um, uh, other than that, just uh, on to the free agency and the draft eventually. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, for me, I mean, at least uh, you brought up Demar Hamlin. You actually kind of reminded me of like a, a heartwarming story. Was that uh, uh, the athletic trainer that gave him CPR got a? I think he got fifth place votes for NFL MVP.
1: Oh, that's pretty cool. That's, I mean, hey, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. That that one, I'm with that one.
0: Yeah, 100. percent. You know, you love to see it when you see stories like that, but. Other than that, like you said, had ups and downs. We're in the free agency and draft, you know, we're in that awkward lull between when the combine starts. But I, I'm just bracing myself because once that combine starts, get ready for who's who and who gives a fuck of coming out without their uh with their uh, NFL draft projections and all that stuff. Like, we're about to get bombarded with all their crap.
1: Oh, yeah, but at the very least with, like, the Seahawks, there's definitely, like, you know, there's some defensive players we're looking at as well as a, a particular center that everyone knows from Minnesota. Um, hopefully we can get him. Uh, he seems to be, like, the most solid center so far. So we'll when we finally get into that, we'll definitely talk about our mock – mock drafts who we think should be what who are some top draft prospects from senior bowl and all in and, and all of that or ones that you know said yeah no screw that we're not going to do the the senior bowl or anything like that so we we'll, we're, we're we're definitely going to do that and just a little uh going to also let you all know that we will be um kind of going out for about we're going to be taking a little break for a couple weeks we'll be back on the 7th of march uh, right before we get started into the free agency and all that good stuff, we'll definitely hit you with a good episode then. So we'll keep track of the news and all that type of stuff, but, um, keep track of our uh, stuff on YouTube as we, you know, uh, going forward, uh, cause we will see how, like what we'll do with this podcast going forward, but at the very least, if you don't see the podcast episodes flying, you might see some more YouTube content coming your way. So just keep an eye out, subscribe. You know, uh, uh, for all the YouTube folks out there, make a, you know, give us a comment or a question or anything like that for us. We we love those. We want to interact with you, just as well nice. as uh, oh yeah. And then for the podcast, please give us the five stars, and of course, like you know, rate us and like us on all the
0: platforms. Give or us or just five like stars us personally. We're likable people, I think. Right.
1: I think I think so. I you know I'm not trying to sound like narcissistic or anything, or you know, just say like. ah, I love me. I love me some meat. You know what I'm saying? I love me some meat.
0: You wake up and you're like, I'm him. All right, uh, let's I'm get to him. work. <laughs> yeah, we'll be out for a couple weeks.
1: So, um, you know, thank you for all the support. We'll definitely be back with the podcast again uh, right before we get into the, the big swing of free agency and then eventually the draft. But um, that's pretty much it from uh, from us here on Misreps Podcast. And uh, come back and see us uh, back in March. Peace.